Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the 3F Podcast. As always, your host, Timothy Clayton Cornell, and a very special guest to my heart, my first fitness coach, IFBB pro, David Gwynn. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> uh, how you doing, coach? Good, man. Just uh, got done working out. I got to go home. About to go home. You got your, uh, let me guess, are you drinking your gallon jug that you carry around every day? Uh, it's somewhere around here, man. But yeah, I think it's still in the gym, but just, I, I finished it off. Just straight water. Just straight water, baby. Yeah, that's something we do every week. You know, whenever we have someone on, we ask if anyone's drinking something special. I have just straight water today as well. Yeah. Water's so, my go-to. I know you always got on to me about drinking water. I know that'll definitely come up today uh, as we talk about something that people need to be doing. Right. Um, so, you know, just a little bit, uh, you know, if, say, say a little something about yourself that some people who don't know you might not know. Uh, I've been personal training since, uh, 2008. Um, I got into bodybuilding in 2008. Uh, I turned IFBB in 2013. Um, uh, my last showing was in 2016. Um, I've done, I've done jujitsu and, um, I just got done doing a, um, and a deadlift competition so you actually do what what was the deadlift competition when when uh, when or where uh yeah when was it uh two days ago gotcha how how did you place in that uh i got second out of four guys um the weight class was 200 and below uh i weighed one so 160 and i pulled uh 475 475 at 160 and yeah, you know, at 200, I think my max last I checked was 487. Yeah. So, uh, and also, you know, I, I'm going to guess I said, was it five, five is your height? Five, five. Shit, man. No, it's <laughs> five, one, man. Five, one. Okay. I gave you some extra inches. Yeah. Thank um, you. Thank you. But, so five, one. So you definitely got, you know, this very strong stature um, that a lot of people have seen, you know, if anyone's in Louisiana area, you're at, you know, the new sportsplex that just got you know, reopened. You're at the, what was the name of that bodybuilding gym that was across from the base a few years back? Uh, Element. Element Fitness, uh, Anytime Fitness. So, you in know, Fit it, Nation. in Fit Nation and then even Planet Fitness in Shreveport. Correct. Yes. So anyone that goes to the gym in the Shreveport, Louisiana area, they've got to see you in your, your sweatpants and your t-shirt that you get for free, right? wind pants of course yeah the wind pants yeah. As, you, as you walk um so, uh, well you said you got started in bodybuilding and coaching in 2008 when did you first no, get actually, actually no no it's i i didn't start coaching people until 2011 actually gotcha so yeah. you, you got into bodybuilding and stuff in 2008 when did you get into the gym for the first time uh the gym's been off and on throughout uh, throughout high school um and then i stopped and i uh, got back in 2006 you know just like the high school guys or the college guys whatever you want to call it and then um i got i got into a relationship it went it went south and uh 2008 I became a bodybuilder man oh yeah that's uh that's an age-old story for bodybuilders and gym goers is the the heartbreak <laughs> it's the heartbreak man um, and when you coach, did you, I know you, obviously now you coach, uh, competitors, both some men and majority women. Um, Correct. when, when did you, did you always do immediately off the jump, do competitors and, you know, the bodybuilding world or. 
Uh, no, I started working with with the soccer moms, and I've always wanted to work with uh, with bodybuilders. But at the time in Louisiana, around especially North Louisiana, there wasn't a lot of competitors around 2008, 2000, uh, 2010. And then as uh, social media started to grow you start to see more of the competitors so that's how they got into, into contact with me that's right when do you do you know who your or i'm sure you remember who your first person was what you know what year they competed of course his name is jeremy rivers he was my workout partner yep uh yeah it was in 2011 and he won his first show 2011 jeremy rivers yep yeah, I, I think I met him once before when I was down there, actually. Yeah, you have. You have. Yeah. So yeah, he was my first. Yeah, he was my first guy. He did men's physique at a NGA competition in Longview. I think it's in, it's NGA, but it was a natural show, though. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, so I don't know for, for me, you came to You got me into my first show at the San Antonio Classic uh-huh. in uh, what was it 2018? Right. So I remember, I remember that. Um, do you have any idea how many athletes that have competed? Do you have any idea how, what number you've coached? Oh God, I, I, I have to sit down and count, man. <laughs> I would say uh, close to anywhere from twenty-eight to thirty competitors. Twenty-eight to thirty. Okay, wow. Yeah. That's that's a good number of competitors, and plus, not to mention, like you said, you know, the the everyday moms and dads and people who Correct. come to train you. Those are just strict competitors that you've coached. Correct. Gotcha. So, what education, if any, did you get to start into this coaching and bodybuilding? Uh, it was more hands-on, really. My my degree um, in exercise science it helped a little bit. But as far as uh, um, seeing how how the body reacted, it, it was um, kind of like a it was trial and error, and and learning from from my previous coach. Gotcha. So it's really yeah. you know even this degree that's almost identical to what you should be doing, it really didn't do that much to prepare you into how to be a coach. No, not not at all. It it worked with teaching people how to work out, but not as a, not as a bodybuilding coach. No. Yeah. Um, so with, you know, for the everyday coach that you've had to be you know, for the everyday man and woman, what are the, the, the main thing that people need to know before they even approach you or any trainer out there? You have to be serious. You have like, don't waste my time. <laughs> oh, I, I, I heard that all the time. I love that. Yeah. I'm very, very, realistic with people which you know that yeah that's uh that's what i'm known for but yeah just don't just don't waste my time you have to take it um, seriously yeah and i mean you you go from early as you know five five in the morning six in the morning until you know now it's eight o'clock where you're at you're coaching and training it's 14 to 16 hours a day correct if if one person wants to miss a slot you know your name is now tied to that person Right. Well, you know why, why they would be bringing and this go for any coach if they're you know established and people know their name. If that person's not willing to put the work in that you're putting in for them, you're essentially you know wasting their time, like you said, and you you can tarnish their name as a coach. Right. Correct. Yeah. You know, and I, I, how many people that I see walking around the gyms in Louisiana with you know Team Gwyn on their on the front of their shirts? That's yeah. quite a few, man. Exactly. So, you know, you, you got a kind of, you got a standard to uphold, you know, whenever you're coaching somebody. 
Um, so I have good students, man. I have I have really good people. And so, like you said, if you want to be serious, because we've you know we've already said that you coach a little bit more women than men. Is is there Correct. a key reason why you coach women more than men? Yeah, a lot of the guys they tend to ask for gear, which I have like uh, I don't know anything about, and um, you know, sorry I can't help you. Women not so, uh, not so much. So, gotcha. so that's the main reason. Yeah. And, you know, obviously military, you know, there's a lot, a lot of guys in military I knew that went through you. And so one of the main reasons we would go through you is because 100%, like you said, natural, keep us right to, you're not giving us something that you haven't done yourself. Correct. So, and like you said, that's trial and error. So with, with that, you know, you, have you done any natural shows or have you always been NPC and IFBB? No, I started as uh, as a natural show uh, in 2008 all the way to 2010. And then when I felt my body was looked okay to compete in the NPC, then I, then I made the switch. Gotcha. Because, because I knew that uh, the guys, well, I knew that the, that the NPC was not, was not natural and I'm very realistic. I was like, okay, I'm going to need a, a, a few years to catch up. Yeah. And, you know, there's no, it's possible to get that physique that you've had without it, but you're right. It takes a longer time to get there without that additional help of, of gear or anything like that. Correct. And, you know, that's really smart. I know my first show we did NPC, but it was, you know, really smart to start in those areas to where you were competitive and then work your way up. Um, now, when you're when you're coaching, have you done that for anybody else? Started them in the the you know the natty ones. Of course, yeah. I I actually have uh, two natty pros that just turned pro. I think a month a month and a half ago. Well, congratulations. Oh, thanks, um, man. So, with with the people you coach that that are going pros and the continued competitors, what are they? What are their normal lives? Are are these people like athletes? Are they stay at home parents? Or are they college students? What are the type of person that usually comes into those higher level kind of competitiveness? Every day, working Joe, man. I mean, really? normal. Yeah, there's there's nothing special about them. They 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 punch in their time card from a nine from a nine to five job and. That's it. Yeah. And so whenever you're seeing these guys, is do you ever notice a difference? And I know with me, you had to modify a lot of like sugar intake with like Gatorade and stuff for the people who are in Louisiana and work outside versus the people who are inside, you know, when you're coaching them to be competitive. You say it again? Uh, when you're coaching someone to be competitive and they have a job yeah. as an out, like a manual labor worker versus, oh. you know, an inside, how do, how do you always approach okay. feeding them? Uh, well, they would have to give me some feedback every other day, depending on how, on how their lifting is and, and, uh, what their health is like. Yeah. And so it's that, that constant communication with your clients. Always, about... man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, with... I'm very, I'm uh, very personal with, with my students. Yeah. And you know, that's the big thing. Like you said, you can't waste your time if you're having this constant. I remember I, I pissed you off one time because I didn't account for a time difference and I messaged you at like one in the morning and it woke you up <laughs> and the whole day. You were just so <laughs> tired from me messaging you at one in the morning because I was in Europe and I didn't account for time difference before I messaged you about uh, food. <laughs> hey, but hey, but did I did I reply back, though? 
you did. Yeah. <laughs> and then you catch a room with me and you're like, you're an asshole. <laughs> you woke me up. <laughs> uh, so in, when, when it comes to, you know, your everyday people and, you know, keeping this constant communication, what are your, your main tips that you give them to, you know, obviously, like you say, don't, you got to be serious about it. What are some of the things that when people have issues that come up, you know, whether it be diet or their time management, what are some of like the main tips you like to tell them to keep them on track long-term? They have to learn to fail because it's life, man. You, if you have one setback, you, you just can't, you can't give up. You got to learn how to work around it. And that's for everybody, either for the competitors, for the non, for the non-competitors, the soccer moms, you're going to fail. You have to accept it, but you got to get back up and just keep moving forward. Yeah. I mean, have you, with that, have you fired anybody from being a client? Out of, out of the 12 years, uh, I think I've, I fired two on the spot because they were blaming me for their weight gain, but they went out drinking the, the night before and I just told them get out. David, I fucked up. <laughs> fix it. Yeah, fix it. David, fix it. Yep. <laughs> uh, I loved hearing that every every day. You know, you would walk walk into the gym, Anytime Fitness or Planet Fitness, wherever it was, and you would have one person walk out. I would walk in, and then when I walked out, your next client was walking in, and I would hear that probably once a month. Someone said the word "fix it" to you. Uh, yep, that's it, man. But I don't mind, man. I love my students, so <laughs> I, you know, I I do what I can to help. Uh, so whenever you, you've got your students with, you know, motivation and keeping them on track, do you ever notice a difference between, you know, like men and women or even age groups? When they, when they, when they get back on track? Yeah. Whenever they, you know, that they fail, they come back and, you know, they get right back on. Do you ever notice the difference between how you have to work with the men or women or even some of the age groups? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I noticed a difference and the difference is there is their mental health, man. I, I, I really try hard to work with my students' mental health and it's, it, it gets better and better and better. So you and I both know, you know, if, if, if your mind, if your mind is not right, everything else is going to fail. For sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a real big fan of mental health. Yeah. Um, now, do you see that to be a bigger issue with, you know, some of your younger clients or some of your older clients, or is it just pretty even across the board? No, no, it's not even. I, I think it's it, it's harder for my for my older clients, those that have families. Yeah, that yeah. the additional life stressors and um, you know personally, that's something I have. Like I, I told you before we started recording, uh, I had to give my son a nap in order for me to to be get forty five minutes to work out today. Right. And you know, if I have a busy work day and I come home and you know he's he, I can't get him to focus, I have to wait till nine thirty ten o'clock at night in order to get a workout in or I have to get up at four in the morning. And so I'm only getting five, six hours of sleep. Um, and that's like you said, the family side, it gets very stressful to, to get the cuttings out for, you know, my cardio as a, as a rugby athlete, plus my, my strength sessions. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, I've, I've obviously I never knew that when I was younger, seeing some of the other clients and like, Oh, it's a lot harder for anyone who's a parent out there or has a family, has a stressful, it's, I completely get it now. I apologize for any negative <laughs> that I ever put on anybody before. Um, so, you know, with that, I would talk a little bit more on the exercise side. Uh, do you like separating your cardio with your weightlifting sessions for most people? 
Uh, I actually tell them just get in where, where it fits in because I don't live in their shoes, man. I don't want to stress anybody out. So if you can get in the morning, that's fine at night, the middle of the day, just make sure you get it in. And you know what I know stair stepper is one of the, the best things there is, is there, is that always your go-to form of cardio? If somebody can get to a stair stepper? Of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah, oh, this, those things are brutal, especially after your leg days, you know, squat last build character is one of the thing you always uh, ingrained yes, in me. Uh, six I, years later, I still have that. I take pride, I take pride in that, man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just keep on that exercise routine. What, what did with leg day, what would be your favorite setup, you know, start to finish? For a, for a leg day? Yeah, for a, someone that's listening to go try a brutal David leg day. Oh, well, well, we'll keep it simple. We'll go with uh, 10, with 10 sets of 10. 10 sets of 10? Yeah, you got to keep, you got to keep uh, warming up until you find a good weight for 10 and just fucking go down and you pray you come up. <laughs> just find that way. And, uh, I know you always started my leg days uh, with leg extensions until exhaustion. And then you would bump yes. the weight up and then go half reps. Yes. And then we would close with squats. So if anyone ever wants to try a 10 sets of 10 after some exhaustion leg extensions, and I'm talking true exhaustion where you would push me back into the seat. People don't know true exhaustion until someone else no, is holding you there and keeping that. you there to push. <laughs> you have, you have to dig down deep to find out, I don't know, man. You gotta find you gotta find Jesus or something. You gotta get that, <laughs> those legs up. Yeah, whatever it takes, you know, the rock screaming in your ear, or you know, yeah. get some dark places. Um, yeah. So, you know, with the, the exercise routine, what what is your favorite day to, to complete? You, you say it again. What, what's your favorite workout day to do? Like what day of the week? What, what, what day of the week? Yep. Like, you know, is it your bet, your, your push day, your chest day, your arm day, your leg day? Legs, man. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know this stuff. I know it. Um, it's always legs. Yeah. And uh, so you know, with legs or even other body parts, is there something that you think people neglect when it comes to their leg workouts or even general workouts? Um, I, I think a lot of people neglect and don't know how to train the uh, glutes glutes correctly uh weak glutes can lead to back pain um and i don't think enough people they they take advantage of of the movements you're never gonna fill the you know the man thong on stage if you don't have those glutes back there yes guys you will get made fun of if you don't, if you don't have glutes <laughs> and yeah. you know if you had to say one move to properly train those glutes what would be your favorite one hip uh hip thrust Hip thrust with a barbell? Yeah. Uh, I uh, prefer the machine. Uh, but, I mean, if that's all if that's all that you have of a, a uh, barbell is good. The machine, gotcha. Um, now, <laughs> this is, you know, going to the cardio side, you know, we talked about the leg machine, and this is something you and I have talked about. Let's get on the lighter side of, is sex cardio? Is, is sex cardio? Yeah. I don't know. How fast, like, uh, how fast are you going? Uh, for 30 seconds, not fast. <laughs> uh, well, just make sure you do intervals. You're good. Gotcha. So if somebody came to you and said they did their cardio today, they don't need to go to the stair stepper? Uh, no, but uh, you got to do some um, uh, some intervals, man. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> intervals. Um, so when it comes to, you know, staying in the gym, 
doing their interval training for any type of cardio, working their glutes, working their legs? How do you approach people? You know, if there is anything else besides being willing to fail, how do you approach people to stay consistent as a coach? How do I get people to stay, to stay consistent? Well, uh, one, one, you're paying me. So either you pay me and if you don't do it, you're just wasting money. <laughs> let's let, uh, so let's be realistic here. Uh, or two, Hey, you know, take a good look in the mirror. You don't like it. We'll fucking change it. As simple as that. There's no need for no, for no bullshit. Just get to the point. Yeah. We're kind of yeah. like remind them why they're in there, why they started right. in the first place. Um, cause I, you know, I've always found motivation comes and goes, you know, of course the, the get up at 5am and I'm going to do two hours of, you know, this gut wrenching sprint workout and I'm going to eat. And then after work, I'm gonna go do two hours of weightlifting. I can do that for like a week after that first week. I don't want to do that anymore. I've got other things I could be spending my time. I could, you know, go work on a house or I can, you know, spend time with my son, but you know, sometimes it's that consistency factor. And like you said, just remember why I'm doing that because I want to play at the next level because I want to be an IFBB pro one day or whatever somebody may want. Um, right. And, and that goes back to, Hey, you got to look in the mirror and be like, Hey, I'm a fat fuck. And I, and I need to change. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't sugarcoat it. Cause somebody might eat that too. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> with eating, you know, that can kind of bridge into the next topic. You know, okay. what, what is, uh, you know, what is your favorite meal of the day on a normal, you know, training day, pre-workout, uh-huh. post-workout, what's your favorite meal that you make? Oh man, I, I like my chicken and potatoes. You know, you do sweet potato, red potato. Red. I like red. It tastes like French fries to me whenever <laughs> I cook them. Yeah. Uh, and I, you still use all your old containers from, you know, takeout restaurants <laughs> and stuff. Man, you know how cheap I am. Yeah, of course. If anyone ever wants to complain, you would literally take photos and send it to everyone that is on the team of this, you know, any, you know, Chinese food or Vietnamese food takeout restaurant, and you would reuse their containers to put your chicken, rice, or potatoes in. Yes, sir. So no one has any reason to say that they don't have a way to meal prep because you can probably (laughs) find 15 stuffed in your cabinet that you can put chicken and rice in. So Yeah, I'm going to do that. With, you know, whenever you go out, I, you know, you travel and, you know, visit home and everything. What would be your favorite cheat meal that you would have? Something that you would indulge on? Um, I like pizza, man, but I, I still try, try to uh, keep it clean as, as much as I can. And by, by doing that, that I'll order like a, like a thin crust. Um, I actually won't like put, put any meat on the pizza and easy on the cheese. Can I ask why, like, you don't, why don't you put why? meat on the pizza? Yeah. It makes me bloated. I don't like processed meat. That's that's fair enough, you know. I uh, Yeah, just load it with veggies, man. I'm fine it. with it. <laughs> yeah, all of it. And uh, so internationally, what where's your what is your favorite meal that you would pick up? Because I know, you know, you went and visited home recently or a few years back. Oh, uh, going back to Thailand? Yeah. Man, you're going to laugh when I tell you, but it's fucking chicken and rice. <laughs> chicken and rice. <laughs> how, how did, yeah. Well, how did you get this chicken and rice in Thailand? How or like, yeah. how like, well, it's like boiled chicken. I swear, I swear it is, man. And like, and the rice is boiled in its own broth or in, in the chicken broth. And uh, yeah, that's it. Just, <laughs> it's like, it's like, 
walk up to a street vendor just like you're back home and get chicken and rice and walk away. Exactly. It was like a oh. dollar fifty. It was great. <laughs> and I wish I could buy a dollar fifty for a meal now. I'm I've been doing the stand after things vertical diet, you know, for the most part for the last four months. So every meal is is steak or salmon and you right. know, still jasmine rice and you know and broth, but that's that steak cost is comes up even when I buy it on sale and get uh, sirloin, it's still four or five dollars a meal. Right. Uh and so that's great. So you know, when it comes to eating. You talk about going out and eating, you get the you know least amount of processed. How do you feel about things like uh, like diet sodas and fake sugars for people to try to keep their calories down when they're in a you know a deficit? Man, as long as it doesn't uh, bloat them, then I um, then I don't mind. Yes, yeah, so, uh, I've never been a fan of the fake sugars, but I know you, you say like pre workouts, amino acids. You didn't care as long as it felt good with their body, is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, hey, if, if it doesn't bother you, then Go for it. Gotcha. We all gonna die. We all gonna die anyway. So I mean, <laughs> might as well enjoy it. Well, yeah. You make sure you enjoy it as long as long as you're not bloated. Yeah. Well. Um, so, in any adjustments, have you always been with the six meals a day routine every two to three hours? For for my own competition or, or now? Um, well, yeah, for either for for own competition or now. How you know? What are your thoughts on you know meal timing? For the meal timing, like the for the six meals, I was always with the six meals, and I would average about two about two to three hours when I was competing. Now that I'm not competing, maybe five. Five meals a day. Yeah, gotcha. I'm, I'm not. I'm not there. I mean, I'm. I'm not trying to compete. I'm not trying to push my body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, do you think for any of your clients, have, is it always the same? You know, four to six meals a day for them as well. Absolutely not, um, because it just depends on their daily schedule, man. Not not everybody can have a five or six. I have some uh, some competitors that do four. It works well. It works well with their schedule. Gotcha. They don't they don't have like like they don't have the like the luxury of eating whenever they want. I'm uh, I'm fortunate enough to to do so. So you have to work with their schedule. Gotcha. And so not forcing it is is going to be great. Um, now, have you ever had any any interviews or talk with anybody about even fasting, trying to work with fasting? Uh, I've had a few few clients that they've asked me about it. Um, as long as their blood sugar it, it doesn't drop, then I'm then I'm fine with it. But I mean, I don't go out and and, and like encourage people to do it. It's it, it's up to them. Gotcha. Um, well, so now is there any? diet tip even for someone who isn't a client who's just the everyday person if there's one thing that you think they could walk away from with the for a diet tip from david one thing one so one advice uh make sure uh, you have enough fiber so um you can take a shit <laughs> i mean that's that's very important <laughs> i don't know why i didn't ex- why that's funny to me i just didn't expect that <laughs> oh so they make sure someone's getting plenty of fiber. No, you, you know why I said that? Because because the newbies are going to load up on all on all this protein and then and they're going to wonder why they can't shit. <laughs> You've got to push it out and they're going to bloat if they if they can't use the bathroom. If they can't there go to the bathroom it. and take a shit, they're going to bloat. There you, there you go. That's it. <laughs> oh, Lord. So. You talked about you're not trying to compete right now. So what's next for you? You know, is there anything you're trying to focus on or are you just really being a coach? Uh, 
man, I, I'm, I'm loving being, being a coach more, um, in a way I want to compete and in a way I don't, I have an opportunity to, to travel more. Now I've done everything that I've wanted to do in bodybuilding. Um, the only show or the only bodybuilding goal that I would really go for would be the natural Olympia. But as of right now, my, uh, my heart is, is not into it yet. Yeah. That's, you know, that does complete sense. You know, I know you did uh, some jujitsu a little bit while back. Are you still practicing jujitsu as well? No, no, I, I did it for uh, about 14 months uh, to honor my brother when he passed away. Um, but um, when I did jujitsu, I got, I got smaller. Um, I'm not a big fan of that, but uh, <laughs> it's, but uh, it's uh, too many injuries. Just, you know, they can definitely get in the way of lifting and, you know, even coaching. I'm sure if you limping around all day from getting your ass kicked the night before with someone, you know, I'm sure it can affect negatively as you walk around. <laughs> oh, well, uh, it actually humbles you, but that's, but that's another topic. <laughs> um, that's actually, you know, I want to get into when I stop rugby, I'm thinking about trying to get into jujitsu with my son because he'll right. be four and that may be something I can go with him. And like you said, humbling, you know, maybe I can show my son it's all right to sometimes lose but like you said learn from you learn from your mistakes and grow as a correct. person correct oh lord so we'll end on uh, before we get to our final three questions you know I, do you have a second to talk about the car story that happened at any time a few years back sure so you okay. know, tell us what happened that night um it was in the afternoon. So at the anytime fitness, there's two different rooms. I was in the back room and then, uh, I hear a big old boom. It was an Audi that ran, that ran through the front of the building. And, uh, it actually hit the squat rack and it, um, injured one of my clients. Luckily nobody died. It was, it was pretty bad, man. And, you know, so you, how far were you from when this happened? I know the video was online on your Facebook page of this, you know, like you said, this vehicle just, goes right through the center of the gym right uh i was about a good i say about 40 feet 40 40 40 50 feet gotcha um yeah. so and i'm sure that how did that affect where whenever you were coaching did i have to pull everybody to another gym how did that work uh yes uh man it's been too long oh i the the owner at the anti fitness uh, on airline, he let me train some some of my people there. Gotcha. So you're able to kind of improvise and just move some people into a different area to continue your client base. Uh, of course, of course. Gotcha. So you know, my other main question would be: Is there a favorite David I fucked up fix it story that you have? David, I fucked up. Yes, I have about twenty of them. <laughs> what would be from one today, man? For fucking today. <laughs> What's the one from today? No, no. Uh, one of one of my best ones is um, this. This this was her first show, and uh, she looked really good. And I and I knew she was going to do uh, do some damage. And I say about three or four or, or four weeks out. I said, hey, no more cheat meal. She's like, she's like, okay. And then on that Saturday, I called her. Hey, 
make sure no cheat meals. She's like, David, I fucked up. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? So she went to go get Mexican and she overate. It was not like, okay, I can fix it in one day. It took me two and a half to three to three weeks to fix it. That's how bad it was. And um, the outcome was she got second in the open and second in novice bikini. And the judges said, well, if you would have been a little harder, so she would have followed directions, she would have, you know, she would have won. So that, that, that two weeks that she lost could have been the difference between first and second. Correct. Oh, Lord. Uh. That's, that's how important it is to listen to your coach and don't eat shit. Oh, Mexican food. There's not even good Mexican food in Shreveport. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we'll get into the, the closing remarks. I know you're a busy man. you got to be up early. So these are the three questions we ask every guest here. Um, sure. You have a lot of family in Louisiana. and So how does your family keep you successful? How does my family keep me successful? Yeah. Is there anything they do or, you know, I know, you know, you don't have any kids that we know of, but. <laughs> no, no, you, you haven't met them yet. <laughs> <laughs> what uh man nothing i'm i'm on my own like like the uh vietnamese community they don't they don't help with my bodybuilding yeah they don't they don't know anything so i'm i'm so i'm the black sheep man so you know if you are the black sheep you know i'm sure that's difficult how do you keep it positive i enjoy it too much i love it Yeah, I just love it, man. It's, it's, it's a joy you, you can't describe. You just look, you just love it. Gotcha. So, you know, with obviously fitness being your life and it's what you love, how, how do you work your diet and your fitness to make sure you, you fill everything that you need on such a busy schedule as a coach? It's, it's, it's just second nature, man. It's, it's, um, I, I still, I still prep my food. Everything is normal. That's just what I do. It's, there, there is no steering, steering away. It's just, it's just normal, man. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard to describe. You created this lifestyle into a habit. Oh yeah. It's, so, it's, all, it's all that I know. I've done it for 13 to 14 years now. It's all I know. Gotcha. Yeah. So the last question we have for you is, uh, you know, if for financial side, cause we do talk a lot about finances on the podcast, what is, would be one piece of finance advice you could give someone if you had it? Um, well, I started from a different generation, if that, that makes sense. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that old, but, um, social media wasn't as popular, but you would have to market yourself. Um, I, I'm going to tell you how I did it before social media got popular and I'll tell you what I'm doing now. Um, before, you know, you have to make a name for yourself. Like the people at the gym, they, Members want to see you work out. You know, nobody wants a late, like a lazy coach. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you have to introduce yourself to uh, to other members at at the gym. You have to be personable, not not just text people these days. That yeah. was back then. Uh, now um, I'll I'll post the the transformation of my people on Facebook and uh, Instagram. And that helps bring some people in, bring that more revenue in as a coach. Yeah, and and a lot, and I train a lot of people by word by by word of mouth too. 
Gotcha. I don't think anything will ever beat reference when it comes right. to any any business, no matter what somebody's in. Reference is going to be a big thing. So, um, well, if anyone is in the Shreveport area and you're looking for a coach, David Gwynn is, is all it's on my Instagram page. He's on my Facebook. He was an amazing coach to me in my first bodybuilding and helped me through being trying to be a bodybuilder and even trying to balance rugby with it. So uh, from everyone here at the 3F family, David, thank you so much for coming on tonight and answering some of our questions. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks. Hey. <laughs> all right. See you, David.